Welcome to season eight. This is your host, Patrick Fenor. I'm thrilled to welcome you to Franchise Findings, where we dive deep into the world of franchising. Join us as we dissect the top franchise businesses across various industries, bringing you invaluable insights and expert interviews with franchisees, as well as industry leaders. Patrick Fendaro here, co-founder at Visa Franchise Invented Biz. Excited to have on Richie Hoffman, who is the CEO of Celebrity School. Richie, thanks for joining today. Hey, Patrick. You have a pretty unique background that I like to see. I'd like to see more of in franchising, where you have a very successful business over decades, and then you've developed all the systems, you've made a lot of mistakes, and then you go to market and recruit franchisees. Could you tell us a little bit about the early days of your career and and operating preschools? Sure. Uh, you know, I always say I think I was extremely fortunate to have amazing parents that were already into the preschool business. My mom and dad started a preschool in the mid 80s. And so as I was growing up, I whether I knew it or not, I was actually being mentored by them at a very early age. I remember uh, and, and if you remember, like in the early 80s, I mean, preschools and daycares were really um occupations for for women i mean there was very few men that were in this space and uh so the only time that my brother and i were allowed to go over to the preschool was at six o'clock when it closed to go and clean it so that was that was my early that was my early days of of uh seeing what it takes to to and owning your own business but then Many years later, in 1994, I got my opportunity to open my first school at the age of 26. So I always say that I was the, the Celebrity's first franchisee because I was really mentored by my mom, I was, which was, you know, priceless. Taught me how to pick the right location, construction, how to hire, and really how to operate a successful preschool. You know, and my goal at 26 was just to have a successful business. Um, there was no vision. I guess my, my vision was probably very limited to that of just making sure that, that this school was really, really successful. And it seems like the overall markets changed too, where it's like in the early 90s, I was going to a, the preschool just super close to our house. And it was like at the Methodist church. And I don't, there wasn't much to it. It was really more of a daycare until then going to the public kindergarten at, at five. And for my child, my children, like it's, we want to know what they're doing. We want to know what, what, what their, right. what their curriculum is. And it seems like it's just changed so much over your, your tenor in the space. That's saying from an outsider, totally. I don't know much about your, your industry. No, you're, you're, you're spot on. I mean, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, uh, when when children went to a preschool or to a daycare, and you're right, even the language has changed over the years. 20, 20 years ago, um, it was called daycare, um, unfortunately, because we really never quite understood um, the importance of, of early education and, and ch children's development and really what these teachers were really asked to do for these children. And when I got into this quite early, you know, uh, 30 years ago now, you know, it, our schools were called daycare centers and our, our teachers were called daycare workers. And, you know, that, that bothered me because I really knew what these teachers were responsible for. And I, we've, we've worked really hard on changing that perspective of what these teachers are doing for our children. Um, but, but you're right. We were called daycare. And really, if your child went to a daycare, it was because mom and dad had to go to work. And that was the overall perception of why my child's in, in daycare. 
And then through the years, if we, as we learned, you know, of the importance of early education, it was whether mom or dad had to go to work or not, my child will still go into a preschool to make sure that, as you mentioned, that they were developmentally ready to head into kindergarten. I'm sorry. And coming out of the pandemic, that really became a major focus. I mean, if anything good came out of the pandemic, it was, you know, the overall awareness of how important high quality preschools are from a social and emotional and and even an academic standpoint for these children. Because as we found out, regardless of mom and dad, if they can stay home or not, our children have to be in a high quality preschool in order to you know, succeed and, and be ready to enter into kindergarten. And Richie, how long did it take you to go from that first daycare, what what school now rebranded to opening the second location? We opened our first school in 1994. And again, I was super blessed on, on having an amazing mentor, my mom. And then, then we opened our second location in 1996. And I knew at that time, Patrick, this is at that point, I said, this is what I want to dedicate my life to. So you're 28. Were you married at the time? I'm, nope. I was not married and I was 28 years old. So I was also fortunate that I wasn't married and did not have you children. So I could, <laughs> I could, fo- I mean, I, I was focused on the business seven days a week. Yeah. I mean, Saturdays I was out driving communities and looking for the next location or, or handing out flyers. And, you know, that was my means of marketing back then. But yeah, I was super, super lucky and blessed to, uh, to have the opportunity to just focus on the business at a very young age. I'm a big fan of going all in, whether it's opening up a franchise or your own independent business where talking to successful entrepreneurs, generally the first two years are 60 hours a week, not 40, where if you want to work yes. the 40 I don't know. Owning a business probably is not the right fit. You'll get there and hopefully a lot less if you want. Usually, Yeah, I've never quite understood that either. I mean, I think very successful entrepreneurs don't even know they're all in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you love it. <laughs> if you love what you're right. doing. They don't even know they're all in. The <laughs> outsiders look and say, wow, you know, you're a risk taker. And we're like, what? What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Yeah. But you know, you're right. I, I share the same philosophy, just all in. And, and all in means that you're you're extremely focused and have a vision on what you want your life and your business to look like and and you, and you implement and execute on those things those action steps that will bring you closer to that vision that you've imagined you mentioned kind of how the the market's evolved how has your company's vision evolved throughout the years and focus yeah you know as i mentioned the first the first step was just one successful school and then two <laughs> successful schools and by, by school too, Patrick, it was really about now, you know, stretching my ability to really start building process procedures, putting the right people in place. So, you know, over 26 years, that's what we did. We put together amazing process procedures, had 27 very successfully running schools. And to be honest with you, uh, I started getting bored. Yeah. I was like, what is, what, what is my role here? I've built this amazing company. All the process. How many employees are we talking about? Like 400 at that stage? Currently. Or at, I guess, how many employees for the um, average school? We we were probably right at a uh, thousand. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. serious organization. Probably right at about a thousand, to, uh, thousand um, teachers and about 3,500 um, students. So, you know, I was bored. I was like, I've built this amazing team. I have all these, you know, e- experts in their field in these positions. 
what what am I what am I You're doing? You're not gonna now? go I, open up a new market in Texas with five kids and like be traveling back and forth like my my question was how I wanted to expand and but more importantly, what is my role here? Yeah. Like again, I didn't have a role. So, you know, what why am I getting up every morning and going to work if there's nothing there for me to do except and you know for most entrepreneurs, when they've built something like this, then they just start disrupting things. Right. So they, they start breaking things that are, yeah. are should not or that are working very, very well. So I, I was super conscious. I was super team. I was super conscious of that too, knowing myself. <laughs> um not that I don't do that today, but I've gotten much better at it. But we really sat down, uh, you know, and, and said, how do we want to expand this? We can still expand, you know, four corporate locations per year. I can wake up at the age of sixty and have, you know, 60 locations and go, wow, that was really cool, but I was bored. Or we can start offering this to other families and, and franchise the concept. And that's what we decided to do. I, so I started building the franchise team, started taking a lot of our executives from the corporate location and moving them over to help support our franchise partners. And it's been a beautiful and amazing transformation as we start focusing more on our franchise partners. Did you have any like franchise advisor or firm that you worked with to kind of lay the groundwork? You know, I, that's great. That, that's such a great point. And, and, you know, I'm a big mission guy. Like, again, why are we doing this? What am I doing this for? What is the vision? And we outlined that. And that, that was, again, what, what kept me in the game and, and actually rejuvenated me in, in this new passion of helping others discover entrepreneurship and opening in their own business in, in especially in an industry that I just think is so rewarding in so many different ways. It's definitely a fun industry. Like I think kids, pets, there's like some industries where you just walk in and like people, employees are smiling, everyone's smiling and yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very uh, rewarding business and a very passionate business. And you know, in the early days you know, my job was when I was actually in the schools was to see this mom and dad walk through the front door of a celebrity school, you know, uncertain, a little scared, not sure if this is the right move for their children. They're entrusting their baby with us, their child with us, which is a huge responsibility. And to actually help them discover if celebrity school was, was the right choice for them. And I really enjoyed seeing that that anxiety turn into joy when they realize that this was the place that they were going to enroll their child. And I'm finding the same joy on the franchise side because it's almost the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm talking to these families that have been in the corporate world for 15 or 20 years. They're, they're nervous. They're, they're scared. They're about to make a major, major decision, which is most of it is all of their savings that they have, uh, you know, saved for the last 15 years and entrust me and trust my team a huge that we're going to be there to support them and guide them and train them um, through this. And at the end, they're going to be very, very successful, not only financially, but also they have found a business that they can thoroughly enjoy and make an impact. Maybe because we're talking in the context of preschools, I think of like my toddler channeling like nervous energy into like excitement where it's the same kind of like feeling and we feel that in business or with sports or whatever and like just redirecting that to a more productive outcome and focus 
Totally. You just reminded me of our Meet the Team Day yesterday, and that was one of uh, Krista's comments. She goes, I was extremely nervous coming here because just all these uncertainties and like, you know, oh, do I really like she's, she was already an educator. She's already an educator. So she was extremely passionate about early education, but all these other things, liability, hiring, all these things that were bothering her. And at the end of, at the end of the meet the team day, and we always ask for, for their major takeaways. And it was like, I feel so much more confident now in moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like the simple business models don't make much money. You know, we always get asked, like, what about a gas station, 7-Eleven, where if the business should be pretty complex and there should be some mode and it's your job, the franchisor, to help those complexities and, and, and make it really smooth. But if it's a simple business and you don't have many employees, like a lot of people can just open that up. Yeah. And I think it really depends on, you know, their character and what they're looking to get out of. I think a lot of people today are looking for a, a business that uh, is impactful. Yeah. I hear a lot of our family saying a business that I could um, create a legacy with, leave to my children, include my children. Um, and there's some businesses that just don't, you know, just don't meet those requirements. So, you know, could you imagine going home and we just talked about it, going home and saying to your children, you know, guess what? We just bought a laundry mat. And it's like, oh, great. You know, but versus, you know, no one's really happy to be there. Right, right, right. And every Saturday, you guys are going to go around and collect quarters. But this business just provides, as I mentioned, Patrick, just so many benefits, so many rewards, um, impacts the communities, impacts our teachers, our children. And, and one of the big things that Celebrity is super proud of is then taking all that and, and doing f philanthropic things, whether that's the Ronald McDonald House or local uh, children's hospitals and rallying our franchise partners to help support those things. And I'm sure they're doing it for, you know, non-business benefits, but there are some ancillary benefits in receiving more intake of students. What are some ways that you can get, I guess, to capacity or close to capacity fast for a new celebrity that, that opens up in a, a new uh, local community? Well, you know, my first head, but my first thought goes to just as we do, just create an amazing experience for your families and for your children and for your teachers. And then I can get into the nuts and bolts and start talking about marketing and digital. But, you know, the true answer to to your question is really, you know, really focusing on giving your your families and your teachers an amazing experience and giving them more than they thought they were going to receive with your services. And I understand there's a few different ways um, where you could, you know, open one from from zero. You, you also own the land or you partner with a private equity, you know, potentially private equity backed company and do a, a lease to you as the preschool operator. What do you recommend for for first time entrepreneurs? Like what, what would you recommend to someone that maybe hasn't run a business and, and they're looking to open up a preschool? You know, the only thing that I can recommend is my experience and the way I did it. And, and a lot of our franchise partners that are coming on board right now, almost, almost every single one are doing a three school development deal, which is, which is wonderful because they're, they're looking to, you know, set that legacy, make an impact, but also offset their current position of, of a big corporate executive, which most of our, most of our franchise partners are coming from. So my re recommendation is always, a retro remodel, you know, so it's, it's the fastest, like find that. a building that's already like right now, we just purchased a, um, an existing goodwill, uh, building in Estero, Florida. 
Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful building meets our demographics meets our square footage. It's about ten thousand square feet, so you know it's going to be easy. They're they're moving out, and we're going to retro retro it and turn it into a celebrity school. So that is always my first um, choice because we want to get to cash flow positive as soon as possible. And you know it's funny because some of our families, our franchise partners, they spend five years thinking about this opportunity, and once they make the decision. They want it yesterday, right? Yeah, because so, ground-up development. Like, I understand Texas might take 15 months, but Florida, more like two years. Other states, three years. Where That's a big mental exercise. If you haven't done development and you haven't yes. had a business that takes three years to hit cash flow positive, yes. it's, it's tax. Yeah, right. But, but you know, to your question, how I would how I coach our, our franchise partners on doing that is let's find a retro remodel now that yes. we can get the business open within, you know, 15 months, but then it's also keep our eye on, you know, that land development deal that, that is, that's going to take two and a yeah. half years. And you have that time that's while you have your, well, by, time, by the time that school is ready and, and it's already been developed, ready to, to be open, you've already gotten your feet under you. You really, truly understand the business. Your confidence has been built within the business and then you're ready for that opportunity. So you would say what, like a five to seven year cycle to open up the three schools? That's exactly our target. Five years um, to get all three schools open. And are there synergies in terms of the the employees or just like waiting lists of students flowing into the second school or third school? You know, each school is different. So what I would say to your point is, you know, one of our philosophies and one of the things that we really focused on and really seek the secret sauce to celebrate is our philosophy of we grow people big and small. So we help our franchise partners and we pour a ton of resources into developing the teachers, putting them on two paths, a skill set path, which gives them better skills to be a, a better four-year-old teacher, but also a career path. What do you, you might be a four-year-old teacher today, but what do you really want to do with your career? And I bring that up because that really helps with our franchise partner's second location. So, you know, your director and your assistant director at your first school, your assistant director is being coached and developed and on a career path to become a director. So when that second school opens, that current director of that first school goes and opens your second school, that assistant director takes and takes over her position. And when you mentioned synergy, that's what made me think about it, because you've already created synergy in your second school. The culture's already been produced. I mean, for some for some businesses, that culture and those processes and procedures, that may take years to to develop. Yeah. And in terms of like retention, it's just like a virtuous cycle where if you don't have totally that, that senior person setting the culture, then retention could be half. Totally. And we talk about that all the time through Celebrate. And as I mentioned, that's really one of our secret sauces in a lot of different ways is skill paths, career paths. And also creating bench strength. And that's the three things that we really focus on. What metrics should franchisees be focused on daily, weekly, or, or, or monthly to run a successful preschool? Anything come to well, mind? Well, it's funny because we have nine core competencies. And that's really what we ask our, our franchise partners to focus on. And I think that's the beauty of franchising. You know, if you were to go and try to start your own preschool, you, would, you wouldn't know what, not only what to do, but you wouldn't even know what part of the business do I need to focus yeah. on? So it we took me give eight you years to get the right metric. 
of what I just yeah, and, and we've <laughs> yeah, and we've yeah, we've looked at it for the last thirty years, and we believe these are the nine core competencies that it takes to run a very successful celebrity preschool, and also these are the nine core competencies that we believe it takes to be a really good teacher in one of our classrooms. And so then we just hold our our teachers and our franchise partners accountable to those and pour in and coach and develop them. So they're executing those competencies at a very high level. How do you, like, I guess, alleviate some of the fears that people have in terms of uh, hiring or liabilities? I'm, I'm scared that they're going to sue me if the kid trips and falls. Like, I imagine those are some, you mentioned those two. And yeah, it, it's showing them that we have the processes and the procedures and the tools to try to mitigate those things. Always- that was exactly the answer that I gave Krista yesterday was exactly that. It's like, I mean, that's why she felt so much better at the end of the meet the team day, because we showed her all the process procedures and tools that we have in place to help mitigate those things. And what's your, like, do you have a BHAG, like a big, hairy, audacious goal in terms of like unit count? You mentioned 60 if you didn't go the franchising course, like where do you want to be like later in your career? Our five-year vision right now for, for Celebrity Enterprise, which is a franchise, is 167 schools by 2027. I love it. So right now you have what, how many schools franchised? We have we have 50 open as we speak, and we have, uh, we'll have we open 20 next year, and that, that will kind of be our cadence, 20, 20 schools uh, per year. Do you have any interest? Have you received interest for international development? You know what? I, I'm, I'm just n- no, and I... Really, at this point, we have really no interest of, of the West Coast either. Okay. As of this week, we're in 17 different states right now. We just added Denver and uh, Arizona. Um, so we're as far west as, I guess, that they will be the ones far furthest west. But but we're currently looking for um, operating in Chicago. And then now we're going to Denver and Arizona. And that's strictly de- by demand. I mean, these are where our families are, are, are headed to. So... Yeah, that's how we ended up in Texas. We're almost sold out in Houston and Dallas and Austin. So you mentioned West Coast we're, Florida is a hot spot right now. Yeah, we're we're following our our young families that are that are having children and are looking for um, you know the care from from Celebrate. And in terms of um, other companies in the franchising space, it seems like you're the largest group that's like still owned by a family where a lot of your peers are private equity backed, even publicly traded. What are some of totally. the, what are some of the pros for running this as a, a family business? I think, well, the, I think the pros to our franchise partners yeah. is, is really access to me. I mean, they always say, Richie, I'm, I'm buying you and, or I'm, I'm believing in you. And I, I take that seriously. And I just got off the phone a couple minutes ago and then, you know, I'm making sure that I'm keeping my promise too. So I, I, I select like five of our franchise partners in, in whatever development stage they're in. And I call them every week and, and I ask them, how are things? And are you meeting your financial projections? And are you getting the support that you need? And that, that you know, some of those calls are yes, yes, yes. And some are yes, but, and th- there's where I find the opportunity to improve. And I love, I love those calls. I guess how important is like uh, the zip code or the local demographics or being on the, the right side of the road, for example? If you pick the wrong location, it's a, it's, a, it's a long haul, right? So we do a very, very good job at that. We have local brokers in the 17 states that we operate in uh, that know those communities very, very well. And then we have a primary bo- broker. We have three primary brokers, and then we have three in-house real estate uh, professionals 
that are constantly looking for sites that would make a good celebrity site and bringing them um, to uh, the executive team for approval. And then once those locations are approved, then matching them with one of our franchise partners. Was it tricky like during COVID and just like the change and the demographic chains and, and people moving to Texas, Utah, Arizona and these states like at a higher rate? Um, I'd answer that a little bit differently. I, you know, I always say it was amazing to go through that, but I would never want to do it again. <laughs> because what I mean by what it was amazing because it really put us through the test and it really made the team step up and, and, and give it all they had which I'm super, super proud of, of what we accomplished. And I thought, I think about that quite often because it, it makes me extremely grateful on the team that we've built, because I know there's other companies that did not have those resources and didn't have those teams and, and did not make it. So I, I, it made me very grateful of the team we've built, but it also broadened our horizon, Patrick, when getting to Texas, like we, we didn't have our sights on Texas. Um, right. We we were going to when we first started, we were just going to, you know, um, expand into the neighboring states like Virginia and Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And that was it. Next thing you know, you know, we're getting this demand from Texas and we're like, OK, yeah, let's, do let's go. Study it. Let's do it. We're in. And one of our other strategies just to make sure that we're totally in tune with our franchise partners, not only the 27 schools that we operate but also we're building hub locations in, in a few of these states just to better understand the market and better understand what our franchise partners are experiencing. When you say better understand the market, like are there that many nuances? Like is it on the regulatory side or the consumer side? More on the consumer side. I'll give you a great example. I, I went to, uh, I went to a, one of our market meetings. A, a market meeting for us is when we go to Dallas, Texas, and we pull all of our franchise partners um, into a meeting, and we just talk about how are you doing under the talent, and this is how we've pillared the company, under your talent, the brand, and the operations, and we just best practice around those things. So I went to one of these marketing meetings, and uh, we actually had um, a few potential franchise partners there, and the gentleman said, Richie, I've watched every one of your videos. He said, you know the best video that I saw of you is when you were down your farm in a pair of jeans and baseball hat. <laughs> he goes, you guys up north, you're always in suits or, or sports jackets. And I just couldn't relate to you. And I went, oh my God, oh my God. Like that was such great That's insight. such like a direct feedback. Like where so many it, people right, would never share that such, to you. And <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, I went back and shared that with our marketing, especially on my, on my social channels. No suits, stuff like no, that. no parents. Their parents drop their kids off with a hat. They... <laughs> what I said to the marketing team in social was that they want to see me more in my natural environment. They want to see me down on the farm. They want to see me with my children. They want to see me at, at my daughter's uh, horse event. Like that makes me – that's really who Richie is. Richie's yeah. really not – you know, the guy in the sports jacket and the, and, the, <laughs> and the suit. But to your point, that might go very well in Virginia, but it doesn't really. DCA, where it's pretty go, conservative, the DCA. Right, right. But Texas, eh. Oh. So I love, I love that feedback. And that's really what I mean by, you know, each market is different and each, each family is different. Richie, any, we've covered a lot today. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is important for prospective franchisees to consider when they're looking at 
different opportunities? I would just say, and we mentioned this a little bit earlier, sometimes there's such a um, misconception of the business. And I would just reassure, if you're looking for a business that's so rewarding in so many different ways, from a legacy, from an impact, from a giving back, making a difference in, in your community through, through developing our teachers, helping our children get ready and develop uh, for, for kindergarten. Just look at this opportunity because I've been doing it for 30 years and I, I feel like I haven't worked in 30 years, even though I've busted my, you know, for 30 years, but it's just so rewarding in so many different ways. And if you're passionate about early education and want to make a difference and help coach and develop others and for them to prosper, then just take a look at the Celebrity School opportunity. Richie, what's the best way for people to get in contact to explore if Celebrity is a good fit for them? They can go right to our website at Celebrity.com, C-E-L-E-B-R-E-E.com. Or if you want to, you just direct email me at rhuffman, H-U-F-F-M-A-N, at Celebrity.com. Awesome. Well, Richie, I really appreciate having you on and sharing all your learnings about the preschool market as well as your evolution in business. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. You can leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you hated the podcast episode, let us know what you thought as well as what future episodes you'd like to hear. Feel free to also drop me a line at patrick at vettedbiz.com and subscribe please to our YouTube channel, Business and Franchise Opportunities by Vetted Biz. This has been Franchise Findings Podcast. Thanks for listening.